Hello. Chase, Hello. You I'm here. I am oh in. Gosh. Did we just time travel five <laughs> past? What, what just happened? Your time's off. I think it was more like three years, but I'm three like, years. Like in Marty McFly. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Holy Flick. Today, I have with me the co-founder of Holy Flick, Chase Coble. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, co-founder is such a strong word, uh, but I appreciate the honor. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited you're here. Um, we're here to talk some Captain Marvel uh, today. I think, well, actually, I have no clue how Chase feels about the movie, and he has no idea how I feel, so this will be really interesting. It'll be exciting. Uh, I think we planned it this way, really, so that we wouldn't know, and it'd be fresh. Yeah, so. I think it's better that way, for sure, instead of just knowing what each other's going to say. Um, yeah. So, I guess let's go ahead and get started with um, your pros and your cons. What, what, what are the things you really liked about Captain Marvel? So, let me start off with the cons. Okay. I didn't like the cheesiness at times. I thought it was a lot cheesier than a lot of Marvel movies. Um, okay. Uh, the Usually a good part of Marvel films is the action. I didn't think the action was bad in this movie, but I thought some of the special effects were low quality. Um, I mean, her fighting in space, that was cool. Um, yeah. But as I far as some of the special combat. Yeah, the hand-to-hand combat, that would be one of my, my pluses. The action wasn't really the problem. It was the special effects and visuals that I had an issue with, which is crazy because you think that... It's crazy because you look at actors like Samuel L. Jackson... And the guy that plays Agent Coulson, I, I can't remember his name. Clark but, you Gregg. Know, they made the Clark Gregg. Yeah. yeah, they made them look super young. And I guess yeah, they put the all the money there. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I guess when I think of the special effects, I'm thinking about like um, the explosion of the energy core and when she gets her powers and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I. I I, I just don't really see anything wrong with the special effects. Personally, I really like the visuals. I thought they were really bright. Um, they weren't anything like a Guardians of the Galaxy to me, or like a Doctor Strange, or uh, anything like that. But I still thought for what it was, I, I really liked the um, the visuals of the film personally. Um, and you know, I I don't completely disagree with you. I'm just saying, as far as other Marvel movies are concerned, I thought it was more low end. And that's yeah, still, I agree with that. still really a high bar compared to other, you know, comic book and other movies that use a lot of special effects. Oh, like yeah. That. Coming off of Black uh, Panther and Infinity Wars, I think the bar was high on that. Uh, I'd say another negative for me would be the, uh, I feel like it, there was a lot of dialogue, a lot of talking, uh, mm-hmm. but I've grown used to that. And standoff Marvel movies, but you know, coming off of Infinity War, you know, where it was constant, like something was constantly happening. I feel like the bar has been set, and I wish we would have just got almost like a Star Wars esque, like Infinity War happens, nothing in between until Endgame. 
Yeah. So I wish there, I wish there wouldn't have been this in between. I'm, I would have been fine with waiting a whole year without another Marvel movie. Well, at the same time, they wanted to bring in Captain Marvel in this movie, of course, in, in, in Endgame. I mean, um, yeah. so they have to give some type of setup on who this character. I agree with you that, that it would have been cool if they didn't release Ant Man the Wasp, which a lot of people forget even came out between uh, Infinity War and Captain Marvel. Uh, you really didn't need that movie or this movie, but I, I guess they just wanted to give the backdrop that way when she comes in and saves the day, everybody knows who she is. Yeah, um, I mean, that's what you're gonna get in that. Uh, uh, let me and let me just ask: Are we doing spoilers now, or are we waiting towards the end? Do you want to wait? Um, we can do spoilers. It's fine. I think all all the people. I'm assuming all the people listening to this. Um, have seen the movie, I guess. That's yeah. So yeah, if you're watching this, you've probably seen it. If not, go see Captain Marvel now. Yeah. I mean, we would both, let's go ahead and say this first. Would you recommend people to go out and see this movie? Like not just it being a Marvel movie or anything like that. Do you think it was entertaining enough for people to go out and see it? Okay. I feel the same way. That's, I guess that's what people probably want to know the most that haven't seen it. And I would say the same thing. I would, I'd say it's not just because of how big it is marketing campaign wise. I'd say this movie deserves to be seen. Um, and that's that, that would I com- be about it. I completely agree with that. It, it, it 100% deserves to be seen. And it is, I'm not going to say it's one of the best Marvel movies I've ever seen, but it holds its own in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For sure. What I agree. What I would like to talk about pros is I would like to to touch on the action and and one scene in particular the the end the main fight scene the the final fight scene I, on the spaceship yes okay that yes, was one and, of and that was one of the few cons i actually wrote down was the final fight scene really yes i thought that whole scene embodied what the movie was about and that was about uh Danvers basically figuring out, you know, coming together as a whole, putting her past behind her, learning who she is, everything she's been through with the supreme intelligence and the the Cree, and basically like sticking it to them. Mm-hmm. And you know the the song that plays in the background, "I'm Just a Girl." That's I want to touch on it. One of the things I loved about the movie was the female empowerment. The female empowerment, and I know that's one of the things, like the big news stories right now, is that Brie Larson is all the controversy around the movie and the negative reviews that have been put out, but the female empowerment in the movie is something to watch, and I enjoyed taking my sisters to the movie with me, my two younger sisters, and getting to watch it with them. And seeing it through their eyes, too. I mean, not a lot of girls get like... um... I mean, of course, they had Catwoman come out 15 years ago and stuff like that, or Wonder Woman. But I do feel like this is the first one that really championed itself for being for young girls, not just like a feminazi movie or anything like that. I don't feel like it was over the top of this feminism, but I thought it was really well balanced in that area and inspiring for a lot of young girls. It even had that young girl in a plot who I don't know if you know real quick, her the best friend's daughter. Um, she becomes Captain Marvel uh, in the comics. I want to say I I I was trying to place her in the movie, and I was trying to think, 
not where do I know her, but like where does she fall? In the yeah, universe? where does she fit in? Yeah, where does she fall? Yeah, and that's why it makes sense now. I didn't and it, know that. And it makes sense on that moment when Samuel Jackson said something about you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to do something. I can't remember what he said. Um, like you don't have her powers, basically. And Brie Larson kind of snapped at him and said, like, you don't know that. And he was just kind of like shaking it off or whatever. But in that moment, makes more sense now because it sets up her for like a potential bigger future. Um, I guess, mm-hmm. but go ahead. What were you, were you saying about taking your sisters and all that? You know, taking my sisters and, and you hit on it, seeing it through their eyes and seeing how many young girls and young women there were there at the movie that night. You don't ever see that kind of crowd at a superhero movie. Yeah. Or a comic book movie in general, really. Yeah. And I, I don't have any issue with that. And that's, that's why I love this what this movie is about and that it's for women but you know as a man i can still enjoy it as a fan of the marvel cinematic universe yeah like i i that was the number one thing i was afraid of going into this movie is that it would like almost for like shove feminism down everybody's throats that it would be over the top with it that it would be like basically what the marketing campaign was but Mm -hmm. honestly that like you said that was one of the biggest pluses of the movie was the the girl power female empowerment part of the movie um i just thought that was one of the the real emotional parts especially when it goes to all the flashbacks of a guy saying you know why it's called a cockpit and all that sort of thing It, it didn't it kept its balance it didn't go too much in that direction i felt like it had just the perfect amount of it to get that message across but i feel like some people may think the way they kept saying, you know, keep your emotions in check. You don't need to be emotional or whatever it is, which is something I'm sure a lot of girls are told all the time. You know, you know, uh, basically mask your emotions. Uh, exactly. Don't be overly emotional. And also, I, I mean, a very small thing was that guy pulling up on the motorcycle and he's like, why don't you smile for me or something like that? Like, I'm, uh, I feel like a lot of people felt like she had to be this positive, warm person instead of like a sharply wit. Um, more mysterious character than a lot of the female characters we've seen before, which I think throws a lot of people off too. But I, I like what they did for uh, pushing the bar, like you said, pushing the envelope for uh, female characters and superheroes and that sort of thing. Which, like I said, that was my and, biggest that was my biggest fear going in, and it was something I loved. Yeah, and it like you're saying, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't over the top feminism, and I and I'm all for feminism. Yeah. So, and so I may be a little biased in that aspect, but as as a straight white man, you know, I didn't think that it was over the top at all. And I love the movie. You know, my biggest, and I'll go back to it. My biggest thing was the most enjoyment I got of it was taking my sisters to see the movie. Now, neither of them are huge fans of the MCU, but, and my, my sister, my oldest sister, she hadn't even seen in or infinity war or any movie. I think the only, she said the only movie she had seen had been, uh, Iron Man one and part of captain America. Mm-hmm. But, and I had asked her that before she went to the, the movies or we yeah. went to the movie and coming out what she said was that it was empowering and 
she said, what all movies do I need to watch to catch up with this? <laughs> and <laughs> Immediately became a Marvel fan. It, and that's something you want to hear, really, is, you know, how many movies, what movies do I need to watch to, to catch up before Endgame? Because yeah, she's now, she, in. now she knows that, you know, Captain Marvel is going to be an Endgame, and it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. And then I told her how many movies she had to watch, and she's like... Where do I watch those at? And I'm like, well, you got to buy them for $20 a piece. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, so, I mean, she's excited to get into that. You know, she's going to try to find them online and stream them. But, you know, as as you said, it's empower- we both said it's empowering. I think that's what the movie is about. It's yeah. meant for women. But you don't have to. I, think, I do think you would get more out of it. Like I'm sure your sisters got more emotional. Uh, I don't know what I would say. Got more emotion out of the movie than we did. Like we still felt that, but I'm it. sure that yeah, they relate to it, of course, way more than we could. Which is why I could kind of see why Brie Larson was saying, "I don't want to hear what a white male has to say." But at the same time, that's also very limiting and kind of shuts down the discussion. Um, because mm-hmm. there are white males out there that would love to have an open conversation about it or discussion about it, whatever it is. Um, I just think that's kind of harmful way to do marketing, especially like to say that um, I feel like honestly, the anti-feminism fans or whatever started this. And then the femi- then they felt like, okay, now we have to go all this way. Feminism have to defend ourselves basically before this yeah. movie comes out. And it's just been a war going on back and forth on that side. And I don't think the movie really has anything to do with all of the, the hatefulness of that type of stuff. I think it, it's very much on a positive note. Uh, I know a lot of people, to get back on track on the, the stuff about the movie, uh, have problems with it's kind of a mixed bag of a lot of things. Uh, it's like a buddy cop, Top Gun space adventure action uh has a lot has a lot of it's like a memento at the same time her remembering her past and uh figuring out who she is so there are a lot of different storylines going on within this movie but honestly i never uh disliked any of those storylines do they all fit in like perfectly together no but they made it work again balance is what it was they made them all work really well on their own uh, between the friendship story the lost sisters between her and her best friend um there were just a lot going on and i didn't dislike any of it i thought it was all cool uh if we're getting the spoilers the scrolls uh i love the scrolls in this movie starting off with the distrust you think everybody could be a scroll um so there's a lot of that like i say distrust in the film but setting them up to be the uh the victims of the story instead of being like Mm -hmm. the the attackers or the villains they turn out to be the victims which i thought was a really good it it was very refreshing how unpredictable this movie was to me and that's gonna end my quick rant no and i and i agree with that because i'll tell you what I thought the scrolls really or the scrolls is it scrolls or scrolls? It's scrolls with a U, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, because it sounded. It, I'm like, okay, well, which is it? And, but the <laughs> scrolls, they, I did not expect them to be good, and I expected this like huge deeper storyline. Like, well, scrolls are going to take over, and we're not going to know who is who, and 
But I, I like the way it all turned out. I like the way it ended. I'm content with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and the scrolls and the Cree, the Cree is what I want to touch on. I liked that it twisted around and, and made them the bad guys. And, yeah. Because uh, it, it goes back to almost like this is kind of like stuff that we're dealing with today in the real world. Yeah. In a way, you know, just uh, oppression of people. And but assuming I, I that the. the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't think it really. Uh, I agree with you that it, it, it does say a lot about them being immigrants or not having a home or that sort of thing. Refugees is what they basically were. Mm-hmm. So I agree that de- uh, people could relate to that. Um, I thought, like you said, the, the fact that the Cree ended up being the villains is a really good twist because you have the distrust of the scrolls the whole time. And then the distrust of Jude law and his character, uh, him being the mentor basically for, uh, Carol Danvers and all the Cree. I thought that only added to the distrust element of the film. It wasn't untrue to the story or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I, that's something else I really like. I mean, you know, I know we've talked about female empowerment a lot, but Samuel Jackson, this movie, the buddy cop, uh, chem- chemistry with him and Brie Larson was great. Uh, it's something I hope we see again in the future. If Nick Fury comes back, uh, something, or at least them having another conversation again. Cause I really like their dynamic. Um, really like Ben Middleson, the guy that played Talos, the, um, the head scroll. I loved his mm-hmm. character. He, as his story arc went on at first, you think he's going to be a basic villain. Then he turns out to be like a really cool character. Um, and also, uh, uh, Jude Law as the mentor to Carol Danvers, which also reminded me a lot of, the Cree, their little special team force reminded me of the Green Lantern Corps a lot to me. Yeah. And, um, and Jude Law being the mentor to Carol Danvers reminded me of how uh, Sinestro is the the kind of mentor to uh, Hal Jordan and that, that whole dynamic. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. I want to hit on what you're saying. Ben, Mendel- ben Mendelsohn and Jude Law, both yeah. guys that can pull off playing a villain really well. Yeah, and you assume and, they played that so well because Ben Middleton always plays the villain. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say is that he always plays the villain, and that's why I never questioned that he was the villain. And yeah. then he turns into this good guy, and like you say, this cool like scroll, this cool character that has a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of development through uh, the film, but a, I'd a say nice from the story time show from the time he shows up on the farm um, with Carol Danvers and has that whole conversation uh, with them to the time where it shows his family. Like, cause between that time, you still don't know whether to really trust the scrolls or not, or if nobody's to be yeah. trusted sort of thing. But the, the moment where it gets to, you know, his family's been up on that spaceship the whole entire time. And you really realize that Marvell who we still haven't talked about yet, um, that that was her mission was helping the scrolls find a home. You know, that, that development and that arc of his story between that time was really good. And I also love him being afraid of goose. That was hilarious. <laughs> the, yeah. the cat where he's like, get that. I forget what the name of it is, but uh, get it away from me. I thought that was really funny to put in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was great. I love the, that cat. That cat was <laughs> Was uh, one of the good parts of the movie. And a lot of people laughed. I don't know oh, what yeah. your theater experience was, but a lot of people laughed up until the very end of even seeing the cat. 
Oh yeah, even in the second post credit scene where the cat yeah. comes back and throws up the test rack. Um, yeah, yeah, I love the well, surprise well, of the cat because you always expect it to be something <laughs> like the yeah. cat to be more than what it is, but when it turns out to be this giant octopus monster, uh, whatever that swallows up people in the hallway in a second, it's like that's. Yeah. And I found out uh, through a video that that cat in the comics, or, or not, I guess it's not a cat, but whatever that being is where it swallows up, it has pockets of the universe within its stomach. So that's what it's swallowing up people into is like a pocket of the unit. It's like almost teleporting wow. them into. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool uh, thing to add. Cause it's actually in the comics too. It's not called goose. It's called something else, but I just thought that was a cool. Well, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to lie about that. Yeah. I thought that so was awesome. Hit me. Hit me with your pros and cons because I'm interested to hear your side of it. I liked a lot of the action, um, except for, like I said, the final fight scene I thought was very jarring. I couldn't even tell who she was fighting half the time. And knowing how much power and ability she had, and it felt like she was almost fighting with one arm tied behind her back, which is what she says at the end. You know, I've been fighting with one, eye t- with yeah. one arm tied behind my back. But even in that whole fight, it felt so long and overdrawn like it, it was cutting back and forth between the samuel jackson um and her friend i'm trying to remember her name right now i wrote it down uh oh, i didn't write it down anyways her best friend samuel jackson and ben middleson trying to make it off the ship that was an interesting part of that last scene and thrilling but her whole fight against her uh, former teammates i thought i thought that was kind of boring um and just kind of, it was like a, the chicken fight. I always think about that with unneeded fights between uh, Peter Griffin and the chicken on Family Guy, where you're just fighting <laughs> for the sake of fighting and just keep going on and on. It, it, it felt like to me, she could have ended that battle from the get go. And it was, um, I didn't mind the song. I know a lot of people complained about that, whatever that song was, I'm a girl. Um, I didn't think that was a bad mashup with it. A lot of the good music, that's another pro, is the nostalgia of the 90s they brought in this movie. It wasn't over-the-top nostalgia, but I really liked the, the musical choices they had, uh, the little blockbuster reference, of course, and even the little True Lies movie getting shot up or whatever. Um, I liked a lot of the, the time where it was set in. Um, my cons are I really love Brie Larson in the role and her wit and the, like, the mysterious nature of her, but it's something that I feel like they're going to have to flesh out her character a lot more in the future. She can't stay who she is. Um, which that happened in Captain America one and Thor one, they weren't like as beloved of characters. Uh, Chris Evans playing Captain America wasn't as beloved in the first Avenger as he is now. He's like had a lot of time oh, yeah. to develop and grow as a character. The same thing for Thor. I'd say Robert Downey Jr. was the only one that like from the get go, he was Iron Man. Like that was, it was a given. Um, I don't feel like she just is captain marvel to the very end i feel like that she has a better start um but she doesn't show as much vulnerability a lot of the time besides trying to remember her past um i just didn't think it was anything that like emily blunt couldn't play or anything like that is one thing i would say is brie larson isn't like the epitome of captain marvel to me yet it's not like they couldn't recast or anything like that to me in my opinion um So, yeah, not, not a lot. Stakes is another thing. I said there wasn't many cons for me, but the stakes of the movie, um, I guess because it's also a flashback and you know nothing really awful is going to happen to Earth, 
the biggest thing that happens is the Kree are about to blow up the entire planet and she stops it pretty easily. Um, it always yeah. felt like she was almost, she wasn't as powerful as Superman, but it did feel like that type of element of who's really going to stop her or who's has a, a chance of holding their own against her. It didn't really feel like high of stakes to me. That's uh, I, I can definitely agree with that, especially the Superman part, because that's something I was just thinking is that, you know, the fighting with one hand tied behind her back. And, but, you know, they have to have that kind of hero for Endgame because that's essentially what they were missing, you know. Yeah. Thor, it's going to take like more than Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Hulk, and all them to, to take on Thanos with the gauntlet. But if you think about it in Infinity War, they were basically a second away from winning. Like if Thor went for the head, they won. All of that <laughs> led up to them, like Thor not having his, uh, the right weapon or them not having the right weapon, I would agree. He had to get Stormbreaker. But um, I don't know. I just don't want her to come into Endgame and be the solution. Like there has to be some deep underlying solution that's been there all along that we haven't seen. It's all going to come together if she is the Superman just to come in and save the day and feminism does come in to save the day, that's where I start taking, uh, I start not liking the whole element of that. Well, like if feminism saves the she, Avengers after 15 years or 12 years, however long this like MCU has been going on. If it all leads up to captain Marvel, I will be ticked off. Okay. I, I will agree with that. I, I and I have no reason not to really because we deserve <laughs> that ending. We deserve yeah. that ending to not be political based. I'm all right with. I, I understand that films this are like this are political, political now. Yeah, yeah, yeah this movie thing. is basically political based. That's that's okay. It's a standoff. Yeah, but if we get to end game and it gets if it's done wrong or poorly on this, which I don't think it will be. I, I don't I think it will no, be either. I have, no, I have no doubts that it will be done poorly on that, or be done politically. After watching this movie, I, I definitely agree with that point a lot more. Before watching this, I was a lot more afraid that they would push the, the agenda a lot more. But after the, like I said, the balance of this movie is what it succeeds on the most to me, the unpredictability mm-hmm. and the balance of the story. So I I do feel like they will the Russo brothers will have a good balance and a good answer a good way to end it I do have confidence in that after watching Infinity War and how amazing that was and after watching this I have confidence in Marvel and just as a property Oh yeah uh, absolutely I want well go ahead and you know hit me with your your pros and finish hitting me with your pros really nothing um, much else like I I really like the visuals of it um, I thought they were really bright and poppy. I, I think if they would have spent more time out in deep space, it could have flexed its muscles a little more with the visuals. But mm-hmm. the fact that it was mostly on earth, sometimes on a spaceship out in orbit, but it really never, besides taking place on, uh, I'm trying to remember, is it Halos, uh, the capital of the Greek planet? So. Yeah. When yeah. it took place on there at the beginning, that was cool. But I don't think, um, I thought the visuals for what the story was was really good to me. The action at okay. times was really good, hand-to-hand combat, not a lot of uh, epic 
action scenes or anything like that. It kind of ended up Indiana Jones style um, where the Jude Law is saying, like, why don't you just, you know, fight me one-on-one and all that sort of thing where the guy, like, is, you know, ready to fight hand-to-hand and the Indiana Jones just pulls out the gun and shoots him. You know, that's what that moment was to me. Um, And I liked that. Um, But at the same time, there wasn't, like, a huge epic fight. So that, I would say, Mm -hmm. I would take some points off on the action for that, but uh, I had a lot more pros than I did have cons. So that, that was really about it to me. The trailers made this movie look boring and it was actually like a lot of fun and really entertaining to me. And yeah, the trailers off the trailers, because I know we both said to each other, oh man, I'm kind of worried about Captain Marvel. Not yeah. that we weren't going to go see it ever at a point where we weren't going to go see it or are not interested in seeing it, but kind of like just worried about it. Because in the trailers a lot, it did push that political view. Um, and she seemed very, it seemed very bland in the trailer. She seemed yeah, bland, yeah. the story seemed bland, and it really wasn't that way. Oh, yeah. Once, and I like what you said there, it seemed bland in the trailers because that was something that I was worried about. Because I know Brie Larson is a very good actress. You know, she's an Oscar winner. Yeah. But... I was worried. I was I was very worried because I was like, please don't run this. I was like, this needs to be good. Yeah. I um, thought she pulled off her was. humor well. Uh, but like I said, oh, yeah. I, I could still see somebody like Emily Blunt, I guess, is the number one person I think of every time who could uh, play that emotion a little better than she did. But she did a really good job. You're on some Emily Blunt today. I just see her as Captain Marvel. She was originally the one they were trying to get as Captain Marvel before Brie Larson. Really? She was the one that was rumored. Yeah. And I could still, after watching this movie, I was like, man, I really could have seen Emily Blunt in that role. I understand she's busy with, you know, Quiet Place 2 and all that sort of thing. I like uh, Captain Marvel looking younger in this movie. Emily Blunt, I'm not saying that she's old or anything. I'm just saying I like Brie Larson has like a younger look to her. Yeah, I uh, guess I just think Edge of so Tomorrow. I, like that. I, I think Edge of Tomorrow yeah, who Emily Blunt was, and that's like perfect for this. I don't disagree with that. I think she's Emily Blunt's a, a great actress. You know, she's a better actress than Brie Larson in ways. Yeah. But I just I think I'm a fan of Brie Larson in this role. I think she fits it perfectly. Um, and I think that she, as time goes, she's just going to grow into the role even more. I agree with that. I think they've, yeah. After, after Endgame, you know, what do we have? We're basically going to get either the new Avengers or Secret Wars. So, yeah. Um, but that's about which it for my and cons, if you want. Okay. Something, yeah, something, two things I wanted to touch on. One is the the opening uh, Marvel scene where it's all <laughs> Stanley. Love that, that. That was amazing. Praying to God that we get that in Endgame because uh, all the the cronies that didn't go see uh, Captain Marvel just because it was a, a woman's movie. Yeah, uh, they. I still want them to see that Stanley tribute, and that's. I almost wish that would be in every Marvel movie from now. On out. You know, at least the next so two. Great. Because uh, yeah. it's, it's confirmed that he's done his cameo in Endgame, and he did his his last cameo in Spider-Man Far From Home, which is perfect, considering that's what he's known for most, Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Um, I, it definitely needs to be in Spider-Man. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. If it's in Endgame, I would love to see that. I could see why they wouldn't because of the uh, epicness and the darkness of it. And, you know, this is all of what Marvel's led to. But definitely yeah. in Spider-Man, especially since that's what he's known for most, in my eyes, is Spider-Man. Um, I think that would be perfect if they did that. Oh, I completely agree. So the uh, the next thing I want to bring up is an article I read this morning about a, a theory, a a uh, in game theory or future Marvel theory based on this, based on Captain Marvel and the uh, in towards the end of the movie. So okay. during the scene where they meet up at the bar, Captain Marvel and Fury, mm-hmm. she you know makes him give him some kind of fact about her some kind of fact about himself that people would find odd. And he says, I don't eat diagonal toast. It's something along those lines. I don't, yeah, I don't eat, I don't eat I don't, I don't cheese eat, diagonal. I can't eat it. Yeah. I don't eat grilled cheese diagonal. Well, somebody went home after, I don't know who did this. This is crazy to me. Someone went home after watching Captain Marvel and just watched age of Ultron. I, I don't know why you'd want to follow up Captain Marvel with age of Ultron, <laughs> but they did. And at a mark in the movie, I believe it's when they go to Hawkeye's house. He's eating a sandwich in uh, diagonal slices. Uh, it's sliced into diagonal. Now, this could be nothing. It probably is. But I just <laughs> thought it was interesting is that the theory is that Talos is Nick Fury now. And that somehow Nick Fury got abducted, or or when he okay no no well it was let's this. go back here when Cap when Captain America uh, Winter Soldier I believe Nick Fury dies in that uh-huh. I can't remember exactly, and that Talos came back and took over for Nick Fury. Wow, that would be a pretty big twist, especially and for I, people who hadn't seen Captain Marvel. I feel like that would be a bit too much. I do, I do in a way feel like it'd be too much, but you talk about the tw- the twist and Ben Mendelsohn filling the role and filling the void after basically Fury is gone in a way. And I wouldn't want because Scrolls he gets, to be the leader of Shield or the Avengers. Uh, I'm not saying the the leader of the Avengers because after this end game, obviously we're getting a whole new it's going to be a whole new set of Avengers and it's going to be a different landscape. And you have to uh, think too, like Nick Fury appears in the uh, Spider-Man far from home trailer. Like is Nick Fury really just going to be in all these, like is Talos going to be playing Nick Fury in all of the standalone films? You know, it's like kind of a murky, I don't know. I, I can see what you're saying. And, and that's what I'm, I, I just thought it was fun. And that, is a cool, that is a cool thing. Wait, just to clear up real quick, were you saying that Samuel Jackson was eating diagonal grilled cheese at Hawkeye's place? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. So, yeah, it is It is Nick Fury that's eating the, eating the cheese. That is weird that they would just Hawkeye. throw that into Captain Marvel out of nowhere if he's already done that before. That does feel very planned. Yeah, and... That's why it's because everything is planned in this universe. Everything there, you don't find many, not really any plot holes in these in these newer movies. Now, if you go back to Iron Man one and Captain America, and you know Incredible Hulk, you will. But 
as far yeah. as these newer movies, the ones that we've gotten over the last three or four years, you're not going to find. Anything yeah, everything in like there is that. meant to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Oh, but and I was just going to say, because we've all been building up to this moment of April 26, 2019, uh, in, in Avengers in the game. Yeah. So the epic conclusion. Yeah, so all of it. Um, I was gonna say the okay. First of all, I just want to brag on myself for two seconds that I completely guessed the Marvel reference. The <laughs> I said I knew they were gonna make some type of reference saying uh, just about the name Marvel. Yeah, like, I just wrote down you know Marvel. That's a weird superhero name or something like that. But you know, towards the end, Nick Fury's like Marvel. She says Marvel. It's Marvel. And he's like, what about Marvel? You know, like the something about the Marvel music or something like that. Um, I thought that was really funny that, that they threw that in there. Yeah, the meta reference. And while I was while I was watching that, I was like, "Oh my god, Cameron!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm glad that makes you happy, and I will give you a round of applause. Thank you. Uh, I'll award you one dollar on Venmo. <laughs> you can give a thousand points to Gryffindor, and that'd be good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> one thousand points to Gryffindor. <laughs> um. What did you think about the the way that they uh, came up with the name Avengers? The Avengers Loved Initiative it. instead of the Protector Initiative. Loved it. Loved I really it. liked it, too. I, 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 um, I don't know. I really liked it, but I'm still on the fence about it, if that makes any sense. Uh, I like how they threw that in there, like saying there was a reason that he called it Avengers in the first place, the Avengers Initiative. Um, having on a plane or that sort of thing, I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, I thought it being on the plane, I was like, okay. But remember, I think Captain Marvel is going to be such a huge part of Infinity War. I do agree with what you were saying. Is there's going to be some some kind of solution that we haven't seen or that's been planned? that's been putting right in front of our faces and we don't see it, but she's going to be a huge part in stopping Thanos and a huge part of this universe going forward. And they have to build her up. She is basically going to be the face of the MCU going forward. Her, Tom Holland, Black uh, Panther, Black Panther. And like, Doctor Strange, like I'm, I'm curious to see about Doctor Strange being like a front runner for Avengers, or if he will be or not. I am too. Uh, I hope he is. I hope. I would like to see Benedict Cumberbatch take that if, if for some reason Robert Downey Jr. leaves, which I guess we all assume that he is. Him kind of because he played that role, like that back and forth between him and Iron Doctor Strange and Iron Man was so good. I'd like to see him take that role, like leadership role in the Avengers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would like to see that. I know that Doctor Strange Two is a, a for sure thing, so they could very well do that. Um, real quick, I was going to ask you this question: Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I am a I like DC. DC movies haven't been that good. Aquaman was good. Wonder Woman was good. I don't think Justice League is absolutely terrible. It's not the best. 
I'm gonna have to go. Man, Wonder Woman is good. I haven't seen it in a minute, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Captain Marvel because it's a part of something bigger. Okay. I, I and it's just about the movie. I would say Wonder Woman more personally. Standalone. Just just off the movie, just off the movie for me, I think Wonder Woman is a better movie. I don't know if I go so far to say she's a better character. There are some similarities between them. They're both finding their place in the world, you know, almost like remembering stuff or figuring out. I mean, there's some similarities, but um, I did like the Wonder Woman movie more personally. I thought the villain Man. was better, too. The final fight I scene did. was epic and amazing. Like, this is something I usually... Th- always say in superhero movies and normal movies a movie is only as good as its villain or its antagonist or whatever's fighting against the the character a lot of the time yeah um but in captain marvel that's something that was missing and i didn't think it was lacking in that area you know jude law wasn't really uh a big bad or anything like that or built up to be a huge villain in the movie the kree i guess kind of were but it wasn't like there was anything it just didn't have a huge, clear villain in this movie, in Captain Marvel, to me. And I didn't feel like it really needed that. That was one of the um, the few times I've seen, like, lacking a villain and it not uh, showing it a lot, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, I, I, man, I may want to change my mind on which one I choose. I, I can't really – I don't know if I can really choose. Because, to me um, – why did I just blank on her name? I've been sitting here thinking of it. Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. She is Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's one of those. She comes, She looks the part. She. In that movie, she was she, played to perfection. In that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean. She is Wonder Woman now. It's like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. So, I and I, I believe that Brie Larson is Captain Marvel, but she has more growing to do than the others. Yeah. Um. I you don't just know. think That's about those Wonder Woman, say. those Wonder Woman action scenes during like the World War Two and the battle and that sort of thing. Um where it almost turned into, like, saving a private Ryan for a little bit there. Yeah. And all the bullets bouncing off of her shield in slow-mo or whatever all that was. Uh, it may have not stood uh, for f- the, the the female empowerment sort of thing as much. It may not have as clear of a message as that. Um, but to me, I just think Wonder Woman is one of the best DC films since, like, the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, that's true. And that's um, man, I am a I'm a sucker for a good World War Two movie. Oh yeah, and it's just hard for me to choose. I feel like I can't choose. I feel like I'd need to watch them like back to back. I just and also Wonder Woman. I guess this is what to me in the end Wonder Woman was standing for. It was much more of a complete humanity, chaos versus order, good versus evil with the Aries yeah. and, you know, him manipulating people and, you know, her finding out that humans are as bad as they uh, can be. Um, I don't know. I just felt like Wonder Woman was more of an all encompassing movie too. had a lot, a lot to say. Um, and man, I had the clear agenda that Captain Marvel did, but 
it was still really emotional. But I just thought that was a I, cool, you know, because they're about on the same level, honestly. I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Captain Marvel. I could see it either way. You could make, there's a good uh, debate to be had there on Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel to me. We need to hash this out sometime and get a little bit deeper into it and pick a side and go all in. Yeah, let's just. Re- I need to rewatch Wonder Woman uh, <laughs> to make it more recent. But yeah, I'm I'm down for something. Okay, we'll get yeah. Gal Gadot on the show. We'll get Brie Larson on the show. <laughs> we'll get their thoughts. Well, I, I think we'll probably have a hard time getting uh, Brie Larson, but um, you know Gal Gadot. I think her schedule's open, so yeah, we should be able to get her in. I'll see what I can, what strings I can pull. Um, okay. Trying to think of anything else in the movie. Uh, Supreme Intelligence, I feel like, is something they'll touch on in the future. Uh, they left kind of open to me. Um, I, I mean, it was definitely like an AI sort of thing, but I think they said in the yeah. comics, Supreme Intelligence is like uh, they actually show, you know, Jude Law says you can't stare at Supreme Intelligence uh, in its true form or something like that. But um, in the comics, of course, they actually show it. So I think that's something they could do in the future. Uh, and I still feel like they're touching on, you know, when the Guardians introduced the Kree, I wouldn't have thought they were still going to uh, do the Kree storyline up to now. Um, yeah. But now it definitely feels like a major race and a major theme that they're going to put in the future, the Scrolls versus the Kree. I feel like that's something that's going to keep going on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, and that's something I wanted to say earlier is that I thought that Supreme Intelligence would be brought up in a future movie, even if it is just another. Uh, it could Captain be Captain Marvel, Marvel too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I really am. I'm interested to see if the next Captain Marvel movie will take place pre-Endgame or post-Endgame. That's a good point because they've left open almost 20 years of what she could have been doing. So um, they could definitely yeah, do like another that. prequel, sequel sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, oh, one of the other points I was going to say is that uh, this movie's also like an origin story. You know, Marvel said they were going to try to stop doing origin stories. Of course, they haven't. But it really didn't feel that way to me. Like it didn't feel like a like the earlier, like the, the Captain America first Avenger Thor, our Iron Man, it didn't feel as much of an origin story. It felt like she was already kind of settled in to where she was at, you know. It was kind yeah. of flashing back to show how she got her powers. It was almost like her discovering her own, her own origin story, but it never really felt like a true origin story, which was kind of cool. I mean, you know, you kind of get tired of the origin story yeah, formula like... sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that because she is, even though she doesn't have her full power, she has her power. She knows about it and the flashbacks work. Yes. It's not like we're coming into the movie and we're having to learn, well, oh, she wasn't Captain Marvel. She didn't have her power. She was just a pilot. You know, then she gets with, uh, Marvel and, you know, her ship explodes and that's what gives her, the core explodes. And that's what gives her her powers. And then she gets her powers, learns how to use them, and then fights a villain at the end. Yeah. It's more of she, well, she's already, I like the memory loss there. 
I did and too. And then the Jude Law and the Jude Law coming in at the end and being the villain. Yeah, I like that twist, uh, the twist a lot. Well, um, I don't have really anything. I think we've about covered it. 40, 45 minutes is a lot to say. Yeah, uh, I think we got it down. Hopefully, people will still be listening, and I hope they enjoyed it, and I hope everybody goes to see Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to try. I don't know if I would go ahead and tell people this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. We're going to try to do more podcasts like this on the normal for movie reviews. Maybe not this long because, you know, Marvel has a lot behind it to discuss. Um, but just for normal <laughs> films, too, just to kind of do movie reviews. Um, we'd love to hear other people's you know, thoughts about the movie, too. You could say whether you like Wonder Woman more than Captain Marvel, that sort of thing, or just you know, give us your thoughts on the movie. I always love to hear more perspectives um, thrown into the ring. I think it would be a, a good idea, maybe put up a poll on the, uh, the Holy Flick page with a uh, Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman, which did you like better? That's a good idea. And we're definitely going to do that. So, so we're, we're, they're watching progress happen live. <laughs> no, I love progress. So if you read my Facebook uh, uh, bio, it's just constantly in a state of improvement. And what I'm improving is this podcast. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in and listening and for uh, making it this far and listening to our thoughts. And, um, Glad to see you're, you're still here after all these years for Holy Flick. You, Chase, and the fans, <laughs> <Yeah>. both. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm happy to, I'm happy to be back and, and doing this again. All right. Well, until next time, um, we'll see you at the movies. Please. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.